Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back. Today, we are going to dive into what it takes to have a gym partner, a training partner, because this, we, we make a lot of jokes about us being in a relationship, but in reality, we were talking about it on Monday. This really is kind of a relationship and we treat it like a, like we do our relationships with our husbands, but we actually provide the things that like we wish they would do. I would say that we have better communication skills. <laughs> That's exactly where I was thinking. I was like, the time management and communication skills that I wish my husband had, we have in that relationship, in this relationship. Yeah. Um, I mean, we joke about it. And I, I'm very happy that my husband and I are not the same. Our house would be chaotic if we had two people trying to run the ship. Um. But as far as like having a partner and a friend to do things with, it works really well that we are similar in that aspect. Um, We joke all the time, like for Jordan's birthday, her mom set up pickleball and told us to be there 15 minutes early. And her and I look at each other and we go, okay, so how much extra early are we going to be there? Because we are always early to everything. So if we got to be there early, we're going to be there early for the early time. I just laugh when I told you about this. I was doing this personality quiz, just like a fun one on social media one time. And it was like, would you rather always be 20 minutes early to everything or 10 minutes late? And I was like, 20 minutes early. That's already my nature. So no Who problem. Who would want to no be 10 problem. minutes late? I, some people, they get a, a lot of anxiety around being early. I don't know why I get anxiety about being less than 20 minutes early. I know. Like Jordan and I were supposed to go to yoga this morning, right? It got canceled last minute. Um, but yesterday I pulled up my phone. I was, it's beautiful out in Minnesota. So I'll take my Michael. I've never used navigation on my motorcycle before. I do have it. Everybody complains about it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use my phone, but let me like map out my route ahead of time just so I kind of have an idea. Um, I'm very directionally challenged. So I really need to know where I'm going ahead of time. Um, And it's like, it'll take you 22 minutes to get there. It's like, okay, so I need to leave here at this time. Is that too early? Am I going to get there? Like, I was like, I know me. I'm probably going to get there 45 minutes early. Do not do that. One, you're on a motorcycle. You can't just like sit in your car and chill and hang out. Um, two, that's ridiculous. So we want to be there. We want to give ourselves a nice 20 minute buffer in case we get lost, in case something happens, in case Jordan needs to come onto the side of the road and pick me up. Um, and then it got canceled. So then all that anxiety was for nothing. It It really is. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to handle a training partner that was different. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we bonded over because yeah. we, it went unspoken for a long time. And then we really started to communicate about, okay, how early is your early, right? At, at meets. 
says we can come in at this time. It says we need to be there at this time. What time are you actually getting there? And the funny part is, like, doors don't open until the time that they give you. They don't let you check in early, right? But you and I are both like, it's fine. We'll sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, we will sit and just chat with each other. No problem. And every life is good. Life is good. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having a training partner that was always 10 minutes late. Yeah. That would mess up my training. Um, but back to like building a building a training partner and how do we build this relationship? It like we said, we make a lot of jokes about it, but it really there's a lot of moving parts that go into this. We both run our own businesses. We mm-hmm. both have marriages. We both have things that we do that we need to make sure those stay on our schedules. And we, but like, we still want to make sure that we train together. So yeah, I think the big mistake sometimes people make is, and and I think this is, this goes for males and females, but in a little bit different ways. I think females nervously go into gyms anxiously waiting to like make a friend, right? They want to make a friend so that it's like they have their wing woman right there. I think guys come across a little bit too, it's like anxiously aggressive, right? Like a female is maybe anxiously nervous. A male is anxiously aggressive. They're like, hey bro, like you ready to work out? Like calm yourself, calm yourself. And it it's it's hard. I mean, you nobody wants to be the the one that stands out in the gym. You want to feel like you aren't the new guy. But it again to tie this back to a relationship, you don't see somebody and get into bed with them right away. You don't see somebody and instantly like run onto your first date. You know, like I mean, there's well, it depends on how cute they are. <laughs> Let's just say that neither of us saw our husbands and ran to our first date. It's true. <laughs> so they're pretty cute, but not that cute. Apparently, they grew on us. <laughs> uh, but it, you know, it is. It's one of those things that there, it's a slow build. It's a slow build. Oh my gosh, I'm talking like love is blind right now. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. I loved the slow burn. Jordan and I are obsessed with Love is Blind right now. The season finale comes out in two days. Then the live reunion. Then the live reunion. And if you're watching, it is season four. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Drama, 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 drama. But I just want to like go back to what you were talking about, how men are very like overly aggressive and assertive. And then women are like, I just want to find someone to be their wing woman. I think too, like I think of it as mating calls, right? The men, if I think about the men in our gym and the women in our gym, we have very different mating calls to like attract a partner in the gym. Right. You and I were very like timid. You kind of like scope it out, see who you would fit with. Like, what kind of personality you would like? Is she too aggressive? Is she not aggressive enough? Is it like her voice annoys me? Whatever it is, you take your time to figure out who you want to lift with. I think the dudes are like, they look around and they look for whoever is lifting the heaviest and making the most noise. And they're like, I'm going to go to that person or I need to lift 
super heavy and show him that I can also be a worthy training partner. It's, and it's funny because it's like, they want to lift heavier than the heaviest person there, but they're also knowing, right? If we have, let's say we got a guy who's squatting 600 pounds, but they know that they can only squat 400. They'll look for the guy who squats like 375 and they have to go with that person just to like puff their chest at them. Yeah. And it's so funny because we we watch it. I mean, we we see this take place. We have watched men in pissing matches at the gym. And I just, you and I are happy to concede to anyone on this. Yeah. Nope, you got it. You got you this. win. I don't want to get any stronger. I don't have any more time for warm-ups. I've reached my max. Um, but the yeah, so the approach in in the mating calls. I like I like the reference to the mating calls. Um we worked out near each other at approximately similar times for a long time. I would come in on Fridays. I would bench on Fridays. You would be training with Ken some days that I was there, some days you weren't. And there were days where, you know, then it started to like, it it started to adjust a little bit. You would be just finishing when I was coming and then it would it worked its way to you'd be finishing squats when I would be starting squats. And then you'd be finishing deadlifts when I'm starting deadlifts. Then there was like a little bit of overlap. We were on the next, those platforms next to each other. And then it was like, well, we're squatting pretty much the same weight. So we might as well just do it together. Right. But this was over like six months. Yeah. And it, I mean, I think it got, it pretty much got extended too because of the pandemic. I remember yeah. I started coming to the gym in October of 2019, mm-hmm. right? In March of 2020 is when the world hit the fan. Um, so during that time, like we would see each other and do that dance. And then once we like slowly came into the gym again and then like readjusted times and we're seeing each other and everybody was kind of like figuring stuff out because at that time there was like a capacity limit. Mm-hmm. You couldn't train on the same platform because there was still the social distancing rules and everything. Um, and then when things started to like open up where you didn't have to be six feet apart, you know, you and I had already been like, it's fine. We can, we can share a platform. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it was a slow burn. Um, it was quite, it was quite some time. And it, I mean, it's, you can't rush into these things. You can't rush into a regular, like a, a romantic relationship. You can't, I don't think you can rush into a, a training partnership either because schedules make a big difference and your goals make a big difference. We, again, back to our, our joke about communication, we have really open communication about what it is that we want in powerlifting. And we, like we have talks of like, how long do we want to continue powerlifting? What meets do we want to do? Um, it, I mean, we talk about like the deep stuff that actually like we are now on the same page of. And it's yeah. great because I look at it. We know that if, you know, if the other really wants to do something, they can do that. They do, you know, we're not that we're not self, we're not reliant on the other to do that. We're self-sufficient. Yeah. And we'd have the support of the other as well, but it's nice to have that person who, you know, is more than likely going to be on your side or for sure on in support of you. Yeah. But if you try to rush it, it just makes you feel a little 
needy and a little bit pushy. Mm -hmm. And I think in, in today's world, especially powerlifting is a, is a chest puffing sport. Like people want to, like, you want to toot your horn. You want to puff your chest. Like, yeah, like this is how much I squat. This is how much I bench. Yeah. Look at me. I mean, the goal is to get the heaviest one rep, right? Yes. So yes, by definition, it's a chest puffing sport. So it's one of those of, let's say Gretchen, you know, I'm, I'm squatting on a platform and you keep trying to work your way in without having that, that connection or that, that base, I might think that you're trying to move in on me to show me up and to one up me. And that can really put up the, the defensive side of myself and Hey, no, like we are not training together. I don't need you to be on the same platform showing me that you can lift more than me. This is not a competition. And I think that that's where some people go wrong sometimes in building these relationships. And it's why there's some of what's sometimes labeled as gym drama. It's just somebody puffed their chest a little bit more and it ruffled somebody else's feathers. And it was, I think oftentimes it's unintentional. I think it's way more unintentional than people think. And I will say like, before I, and I'm not saying that that we exclusively train together. We just, because we, I mean, it works. We own businesses. Our schedule is not a nine to five. Um, we are in the gym at very odd times of the day, so it works for us, but we both, I mean, I know like I didn't exclusively just train with Jordan for a long time. There were other people that I would lift with on certain days, like they would be there on these days and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to come in on that day. Do you just want to lift together? It was like a little extra motivation. And then once we started lifting together, it was like, well, this is it, like, these are the specific times we really did look at our calendar and go, what times can we both be here? And one works for us. And here's the thing about communication. If something happens in our schedule, we will let each other know and we will try our best because it for, I, I mean, I won't speak for you, but on my end, it's important to train together for me. Um, so we will try to adjust your schedule. If we can't, we're not we're not upset about it. We both very understand that powerlifting is a hobby. Yes. And it it kind of goes on the back burner for some things. You know, husbands, jobs do come first and then powerlifting, right? When we are prepping for a meet, it's a you know, sometimes that gets put a little bit further to the front of the stove. Job. Job. Powerlifting. um but it's it's something that we and we've developed the way that we communicate over the course of our training together and it I think we we really thought about this on Monday because it did come up that we've noticed with like people coming into the gym that they really want to train with somebody you know our gym is so small and boutique and everybody knows everybody, but everybody at our gym currently right now trains with someone like not just exclusively, but they have their person that they do train with. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I just so happen to train all four days together. Not everybody's schedule works that way. Yeah. Like we want to make a note, like that's super rare that people do that. Yeah. It, yeah. Most people train one day a week or maybe like they train their heavy days together. Yeah. 
that like, or it's, it's one of those where maybe I have heavy squats and deadlifts on Monday and maybe you have it on Thursday. So like they try to be there for, you know, for spots, for, for handoffs, things like that. Right. But it is very rare to train all four days in your program together. Yeah. And a couple of times recently people have come in and it seems like they want to insert their self into somebody's training program and be their training partner. And it, like Jordan said, it just doesn't work. If we don't, if somebody doesn't know you, then it does look like a puffing of the chest competition. I'm better than you. Um, so you have to like take your time and it's hard when everybody has their person already, you kind of got to wait. Right. And I'm not saying that you can only have one training partner. You can have multiple people that you train with. Jordan and I even talked about we've at one point in time had four people on a platform with us training because the gym was so packed and it was me, Jordan, and two other dudes who lifted very much heavier than us, different from each other, different heights. Like you make it work and that's fine because everybody knows everybody. They communicated with us. Hey, do you guys mind having a really heavy platform? Like, do you mind having four people on a platform? That's fine. Because the other people, they didn't really know them as much. They didn't want to insert themselves into their training. That was their time. They knew that they could disrupt our time with less of an impact to the whole gym. Yep. So it's hard for new people coming in to figure out who they can disrupt without really disrupting anybody. It's one of those things like you go to a bar, you're you're a single person, you go to a bar, you walk in the bar. You don't just instantly start hitting on everyone in the bar. Unless you're a douche canoe. Correct. (laughs) Right. You kind of like, you kind of scope things out. You kind of see who you're interested in. You see maybe who they're attached. Sometimes you're going to make that boo-boo of, you know, Hey, can I buy you a drink? Ooh, my husband wouldn't appreciate that. But like, it's it's the same as a gym. You go in, you kind of got to scope it out. See like who's available. And, and kind of like slowly work your way in. Like you don't, you don't instantly run into a bar, start buying everyone drinks. You don't instantly run into a bar, start making out with everybody, start taking people on first dates. That is too much. The gym is another social setting. It's like humans respond to these social things very similarly. A date, a date is a date. A bar is a bar, but a gym and and dates and bars have all very similar characteristics. Yeah. And, and if you're like listening to this and this makes you intimidated to go to a gym, don't let it just know that it will take time to find someone to work out with, or you work out and you see the results that you want. And a friend that you already have is like, well, I want to do that. I want those results. Great. Then they can be your training partner. We lift with multiple people all the time, but we don't communicate with them the way that we communicate with each other, right? If people are like, oh, I'm going to be there on Friday. Let's bench together because you're benching on Friday. Great. Awesome. We'll do it. We'll help spot and load for each other. We'll help do this for each other. That's awesome. But I'm not going to like, oh, well, what time are you going to be here? Well, I'm going to start warming up at this time. This is how much time it takes for me to warm up. Let's warm up together. So we're in sync. Nobody else gets that kind of coordination from me except for Jordan because this is, (laughs) she's so special because this is who I've dedicated my time and training time to, to like better ourselves together. Yeah. To put this in perspective, I have been training and powerlifting for almost six years. 
And you and I didn't start to like cross paths until 2019. And then we didn't start to consistently train together until like late 2020. So that I would say even 2021. I think so too. Like end of year, I think towards the end of the year, like literally end of the year, beginning of 2021 was when we started to come together. Prior to that, I was training by myself. I, I mean, because I do go at such a unique time. I, I mean, the way my schedule works, I go in the middle of the day. One, I love it. It's quiet. Two, my schedule is I, I work opposite business hours. So that's when that's when I have time to go. And I don't, you know, people who come during that time, they have a random day off of work. It's a holiday, things like that. So it took time to find somebody who was going to consistently be there. And there was, I was in no rush. I, you know, would it, would it be nice to have somebody? Yeah. Clearly now I love it, but it, it wasn't something that I was urgently trying to fit in with because I know that I I knew, you know, some of those things, like you enter into a relationship, you think you're kind of a, you know, who's the dud of the relationship. I thought that like, I was the dud of the relationship because my, my schedule is so absolutely crazy. There's no way somebody can consistently keep that. Good thing we're both duds. Here I come along. I was going to say, I'm the dud to your dad. Dud to dud. I think too, like it helped that we have, we have the same coach. This is yep. another thing that we talked about. We have the same coach. We know how our coach programs. We listen. We love him, but he probably has four or five different phrases for each exercise. And sometimes I'm so dumb that I don't know what it means. And I'm like, Jordan, what does this mean? She's like, oh, we do this. It helps when you train with someone who has the same coach. I'm not saying that you have to. It just helps, right? If you are going on an online program or an online coach that nobody's ever met before, it's just a little different. But our coach did, I think, help recognize that we both have weird schedules and I think he might have done it a little selfishly to be like, I could just kill two birds with one stone if they train together. Um, so I'm just going to move your times around to work for all three of us. He might regret that now. Um, no, he introduced us. And I think that's his biggest, his life's regret. I know. But it does help. I mean, it really does. We we can complain about him together. We can praise him together. We can discuss how meet prep is going. I mean, this last meet, you know, he changed things up a little bit. We discussed our likes and dislikes. We discussed our dislikes about the meet afterwards with each other for a week before we went to him. Like we really needed to flush out our, our anger towards ourselves of our um, performance before we went to him. So we weren't like, this is all your fault. Cause it's not at the end of the day, we're the ones that have to make the weight move. Um, but it really does help when you go to the same gym, you have the same coach, you know, the same style of each other, what style of like lifting you're going to be doing. It just helps. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a commonality, right? Like it's a, it's a bonding point. He mm-hmm. definitely, like he introduced us while you were doing an exercise that's regularly in my program. Yeah. And it, it makes for a bonding point. It kind of makes for a connecting point you know, we, it's, it's another one of those, one of the values of a training partner is it's, it's another coach. It's another set of eyes on your lifts. And mm-hmm. we know what our coach is expecting. We know what our coach is looking for. 
we can act as that additional set of eyes on the three days a week that he's not with us. Yeah. And And then we can successfully communicate with him what we saw on those three days that he wasn't there. Right. Exactly. And I mean, our, our, um, training relationship just happened to develop into a friendship, which is awesome, which makes it even better because we, I mean, we talk every single day. We know how each other is feeling. I know if you've pooped today or not, like we know everything that goes into our lives basically. So if you're having a bad day, I can run interference or I know if you're like worried about a number, I can subtly push for you to do that number. If our coach is like, you know what, if you're, cause sometimes, I mean, he doesn't know, he could be like, if you're really not feeling it today, I don't want you to push it. I can be like, push it girl with it, push it. Quit being a pansy. You got it. Go get it. I mean, I know like the number of times you have told me, you you know, you've had a bad day or you had a bad weekend. You're like one word and I'm going to cry. Like the number of times I have subtly passed that message on to him. And he's like, oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Right. Like, and for, for you two to talk about like where I'm at mentally with whatever numbers there, like it's a huge value to have that. And it's, we both appreciate it. I know like, some days, I mean, he's a coach and he's a man. And sometimes he just could say things that you could not be on the verge of tears and make you cry. So like on those days where you're like, yeah, not, not a good emotional day. It's like, beware, beware. But well, I mean, after the, after the meet, like we handled that very differently. Right. I was, we were both not happy with where we were at, at the meet and how we performed. He and talk to me about it right after I got off the platform. And I was like, these are the pros and cons. Like, let's talk about it. Um, I'm trying not to cry because I'm upset about it, but it's fine. Like we can talk about it. Jordan gets off the platform. She's yelling, upset, tosses things, tells her coach that she quits and walks away. He comes up to me and he's like, we're going to work on this with her. And I looked at him and I was like, that's great. Let's not talk about anything like that for about a week. Like, let's not even bring it. When she comes back, just shh. Like you and I can talk about it. You can't talk about it with her. Yeah. And it, it, cause it, it, like it wouldn't go well, right? Like it, those things, those things would not go well, except for when he says he doesn't know why you're nervous. Then I was like, Ooh, I'm not running interference on this. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna back away and pretend like I'm not here. So go into the gym, expecting to take your time. Do not go in and just full force force a friendship and a partnership. It takes time. This isn't love is blind. You don't need to be married in four weeks. No, God, no. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.